Today's episode is brought to you by BuilderFunnel, providing marketing services for the modern builder. Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. Today, we will be talking about what makes a great boss with the help of special guest Aaron Enfinger of the Cleary Company in Columbus, Ohio, and Les Anderson of the Sylvester of Sylvester Construction in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host, Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show. Really excited about this episode. It's sort of came about by me talking to a couple of people about how sometimes the people who own and run uh, remodeling companies know a great deal about construction, uh, but they don't know quite as much about how to run a business. And, you know, you have all this stuff about budgeting, selling, marketing, and then there's the people side. And that's quite often where business owners trip themselves up. So I think sometimes they just shoot themselves in the foot. I remember talking with someone not too long ago and they were asking me all these questions and I go, I, I'm going like, you're just, you're just making it hard on yourself here. So, uh, and sometimes it's the things they do, but sometimes it's the things they don't do that either drives people away or just kind of makes them look around. Is there any other place I might want to work? This isn't really what I wanted. So I was talking about this with a couple of folks and one of them said, hey, you ought to do a show on that. So here we are. Uh, We're doing a show on that. And there was a couple of business owners that I know are very good business owners. So I got in touch with their one of their employees each. And we're going to be talking with them. The first Uh, actually came up through the ranks. He's now a general manager of the company. And so he has the view of working for this boss, but then also now becoming the boss in a, uh, in a matter of speaking. And so, and then the second is uh, a team member for a company that he's been with the boss almost as long as the boss has been in business and in an environment, in a, in a, geographical location where I know there are many, many good remodeling companies. So it'll be interesting to chat with him about what keeps him uh, engaged with his current company. Now, I hope this is a little bit funny, but you know, I've heard a lot of business owners say to me, I listened to that podcast the other day and I made all my team listen to it as well. Well, maybe this time it'll be reversed. The employees are gonna be listening and going, hey boss, you better listen to Tim podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, Steve, let's go ahead and get going. Yes, yeah, so our first guest today is Aaron Enfinger, the general manager at the Cleary Company, a remodel design build firm in Columbus, Ohio. Six years ago, Aaron was hired in the role of production manager as the Cleary Company was growing steadily. During those six years, it became evident in early 2017 that additional oversight and management was needed in other areas of the organization. The role of general manager was created and Aaron was promoted to the role to help fill this void. 
We also have Les Anderson. Les has over 42 years of construction experience, including 36 years in residential remodeling. He has been with Sylvester Construction for over 34 years and a field supervisor for 20 years. Les is a CLC, which is a certified lead carpenter, and has been involved with NARI, that's the National Association of the Remodeling Industry, for over 18 years. In 2006, he started teaching the CLC class for the Minnesota chapter of NARI. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Welcome to the show, Les. Thanks, guys. It's great to be here. Thanks, Steve. All right, let's start with Aaron. And uh, so, Aaron, just give us a, a little snapshot. I think the bio said six years with Cleary. Uh, did you started there as the production manager? Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Six years ago. Okay. Cool. So, let's just get right down to brass tacks. Like in an in a snapshot. I mean, no, the production management job is hard. General managing a company's got to be, you know, a pretty tough thing. Why did you stay with George Cleary at the Cleary Company? What 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 is it about him kind of in a snapshot that, that says this is the kind of person I want to work for? Well, Tim, it, it starts off with his commitment to the, the people inside the company, inside the organization. Um, you know, it, it, it extends not only to uh, how he has treated me as, uh, as an employee um, and the, the trust and the autonomy that he's given me um, the opportunity to, to build a department. Uh, but he, he handles a lot of the relationships that way. He's, he's a very uh, people first uh, person. And uh, the Cleary Company has been in existence for 26 years. And as you look back across time, um, it's been his deep commitment to people that have been one of the, the biggest things that, um, that has helped him become the, the boss that he is and to be able to create the company that he's created. Um, you know, quality is also, it's a big part of who we are as an organization and success and hard work is that all of those pieces are a part of the culture that he's created. Um, but it starts first and foremost with the relationships that he builds with the employees. So give us, give us a little bit of an idea. Cause I, I hear this expression all the time. He's a people person, you know, and so get, just kind of bring it down to brass tacks if you can. What, how does that show itself at the Cleary company? What does he do? What, you know, how does it come across to his employees that he really cares about them? Uh, a few things. It's, it's always been remarkable to me that um, he remembers people's birthdays. And I, I get it that, you know, there are calendars and things that help you do that, especially when we're up to over 30 personnel now, it, it, it's difficult to remember all of those, but, but the, but the fact that he makes the point to do it and create those systems and, and give birthday cards to people and send birthday cards to the children of the employees, you know, it really sends a message, a strong message to the, to everybody on staff that he is, he is concerned about the people of the organization and their families and improving their quality of life. And then George says it all the time and he's not just making that up and just saying it, it, it really is something that, um, that, that he lives by. Um, you know, he'll, one of the, one of the things that, that I know I've learned from him is he's always like on Friday afternoon, so what do you guys have going on this weekend? You know, or first thing Monday morning, what'd you guys do over the weekend? And, um, it, it's, I've adapted and I've adopted that as a nice little talking point as you talk with people and, and it, and it, and it really shows your concern for the individual and the person, not only how much work did you get done over the weekend? Hopefully you were able to get all this stuff done that we were falling <laughs> behind and that we were, you know, 
but it was, it's like, so what'd you guys do? Did you have fun? Did you enjoy yourselves? And, and that's, again, it's, it's so fundamental to who he is. Um, and it's, it's been something that I've definitely learned from him. So um, the, you, you also mentioned trust and autonomy. And so again, just kind of looking at that, maybe give us a, a, give us a picture of that relationship, you know, cause I hear a lot of production people complaining about micromanaging and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So how did he let you build the department in terms of production, but still stay engaged, but helping you feel like you really owned it? How did that work? Um, well, it was, it, it took a little bit of time to establish a trust for sure. I mean, you can't bring someone in and, and you don't have a, a relationship with them. Um, and, and just turn them loose. Uh, but, you know, you, you, we built in meeting schedules and meeting routines that I would, uh, we would talk about the specific metrics about the production department. And, you know, as, as I began to develop some of the tools and the, the processes that we were using to make sure we were a well-organized department, um, me showing my ability to grasp all of that and be able to relay that information to him, um, allowed him more and more and more just to take his hands off and to say, I know you have this and um, allowing, and that, and that sets that tone that then, you know, as long as the, as I, when I was production manager, as long as the PMs would come in and talk to me and give me the sense that they've got everything under control, I in turn would allow and give them the autonomy to, to, to run their project. You know, um, guys, here's our end date. Here are the milestones that we have to hit. Um, but the reality of it is, is you can run it the way that you want. And so um, as long as we hit those specific metrics. So um, it, was, it was that kind of a scenario where, um, you know, George is really a trusting guy to begin with. Um, so that helps. He's not necessarily someone who wants to, to look over your shoulder. Um, so that, that disposition makes a difference as well. Um, but, uh, you know, he allowed me to begin to make those decisions. And once we established that we were in the, going in the right direction, you let me go. Okay. So sounds like, would you kind of put that in like one of the, like maybe the top most important thing is that trust and autonomy, you know, letting you be autonomous. Would you put it way up there at the top or is, is there something that you think is more critical than that in terms of being a good boss? Um, that's a good question. I, it has to be high up there. Um, I, I think there are, um, several different things. And I'll, I'll reference a book here that's informed my thinking on this. And it, it, it really resonated with me because I saw this play out in, in our organization. Um, but the book drive by Daniel Pink. Yeah. And, good, uh, really, talks, really good book. Yeah. It's a great book. And it talks about that autonomy. It talks about uh, purpose and mastery are the other two items that are on that, on that, uh, the, on, in the book that allows it helps people feel that, that satisfaction in their job. So when you give someone the autonomy to do their work, they, you give them purpose. And we, we at the Cleary Company know our purpose is to build relationships with people while we improve their homes. And that's just, it's clear. That's, that's what we do. We're in the life improvement business. So we know that purpose. And then the, the opportunity to grow and uh, to learn your craft. And, you know, one of the great side effects of our company having grown over the last several years is that it's given people opportunity to move around inside the company. And as they've grown, given them opportunity uh, to learn to master their particular, their particular uh, job. 
Okay, so go back. Those three things again. There's mastery okay. and control. A autonomy. Autonomy and yeah. growth. And purpose. Purpose. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, purpose, autonomy, and mastery are the three big principles that he talks about in the book. And again, I, I've, seen that, uh, I've seen that play out here at our organization. And again, that's why that book really resonated with me. And it's, you know, it's other things that I'm trying to instill in, in the folks that I work with as well. Okay, cool. So I mentioned in the intro that, you know, you've moved from being, I mean, you're still George's employee, obviously. You're now oh, the yeah. general manager. He's the owner. What have you thought about in terms of your own dealing with people to try to be a great boss? Because I, I kind of picked on the business owners at the beginning of this thing, but, you know, almost none of us have much experience, you know, being a great boss. And so it, it seems like, you know, what, what have you consciously put into play that would make you uh, a great boss? Um, again, I'll, I'll kind of go back to the, the people part of it. Uh, I, by nature, am not quite as much of a people, by no means a people person like George, but I just, I love numbers and processes and all that. And that gets really boring, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that can get really boring and, and, and be kind of dry, especially when you're only talking those types of things. So one of the things that we've instituted is I check in with people on a regular basis and we've got those meetings scheduled uh, on a recurring basis. And when we talk every now and then we'll have an actual agenda and something to talk about. Other than that, well, before COVID, we would go out to lunch and, and have lunch and just sit and just chat. We'd talk about life and talk about things. And, and that was one of the really good things that has helped me establish those relationships and reinforce what our culture is and help me learn that from George, which again, I'm, I'm more of a, of a numbers guy. I've got a lot of C on my disc profile and um, it gives me the opportunity to work on building that I, which is a, an area I lack, but George just excels at. We, that's the, one of the good things about he and I is that he is such a people person and uh, that stuff comes easy to him and I'm numbers and, all the C. And so what would you, what would you say to a uh, owner manager that's listening in on this that goes like, man, I don't have time for that. Cause I, you know, again, I have this, you know, I mean, I hear people talking It's like, look, I pay these guys and gals really well. And why do I have to spend all this time, you know, doing this, you know, what would you, what would you say to a manager that, I mean, it's, I mean, we've got the accounting, we've got marketing, we've got sales, we've got putting jobs together, we've got play golf every now and then. I mean, we've got all these things we have to do. What would you say to the business owner or the manager like yourself that just doesn't see the importance or the, doesn't feel like they have the time for it? Well, the consequences of not paying attention to some of these things can be very, very severe. Uh, but there's an easy way around it, and that's that's higher to your weaknesses. You know, it be, be self-aware, understand where your strengths are, and then hire around that. Bring in other people who it comes naturally to, and they'll take care of all of that for you. You know, again, you're giving them autonomy to do those things that you know that need to be done, and they'll take care of it from there. Just because if you're hiring the right person, that's by nature going to be what they want to do. All right. So as we wrap it up with, with Aaron, give us those three things again, and maybe just give us a little blip about what each one means. Okay. Uh, the autonomy, which is uh, allowing people to 
work within an existing structure to work through it how they, how they see fit. Um, mastery is the opportunity to grow inside your discipline and, and to learn more and to grow as an individual. And the purpose, and that is, what is it that you're doing this for? Why are you doing this? And understanding um, um, what your mission is as an organization and that you're not just here to make money, but that you're here for another reason. Calling all remodelers. Are you tired of wasting money hiring bad SEO companies or redesigning your website every two to three years thinking that that's the answer to your online lead generation problem? Hey, I'm Spencer Powell, the founder of Builder Funnel Academy. In the academy, we teach you the marketing strategies that have generated over $100 million in sales for our clients. Right now, the doors are closed, but we're opening them soon. Get on the VIP list today to get notified when the doors are open, Plus, you'll get access to three exclusive bonuses we're offering on launch day. Head over to BuilderFunnelAcademy.com slash VIP. That's BuilderFunnelAcademy.com slash VIP. We're only opening up 250 seats and enrollment won't be open for long. Get on the VIP list by going to BuilderFunnelAcademy.com slash VIP. Aaron, I have one quick question for you. I know you, I know George, I know, you know, you're very smart, talents, talented, so it's good to be a great boss when you have a great employee. Um, but my, my question is, when, when you are a people person, I think sometimes the uh, thought that you could be too nice, you know, and not still have that drive and um, where, where you guys are growing as an organization, how do you feel George does that where he has to run an organization where people follow rules, protocols, and, you know, continues to be that boss, but also inspire and move the team forward as a people person. I, I guess it comes down to 26 years of, of doing it, you yeah. know, and um, as he's built the company and we've added people and, and we've grown, sometimes you just have to do what you have to do, you know, and, and it, you can't allow, um, you, you can't, you have to have the, the accountability piece of, of the leadership. Otherwise you have virtual anarchy or nothing actually ever gets done. So uh, I think it would just be the fact that he's been doing it for so long, been doing it for 26 years and yeah. the, the realization that you have to do it. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you so much for being with us, Aaron. We're going to switch over to Les, uh, and uh, one of the cool things about having Les on is I've known him for years and years and years, and I've also known his boss for a long, long time as well. So, uh, welcome into the into the show, Les. Great, great. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, uh, so how long have you actually been with John at Sylvester? Oh my gosh, 38 years and counting. Um, 38 years, John's been in business for 47, if I'm correct, and I've been in construction for 46. I'm one behind him. Okay, so so you're about, he was in business for about nine years before you actually joined him. Yes, yes. Okay. And, and when him and I met up, uh, he was in the process of trying to find somebody that he could trust in the field, and we met by just luck haps that it, it happened that we met each other. That's cool. So give us the number one thing that, that you feel like 
you know, and I'm not even going to ask if you ever thought about leaving because I don't even think you even thought about ever leaving. But, but what is it about John and the way he runs the company that you that you've been there? And I know the production manager's been there almost as long, if not as long. And then any number of other employees have been there for a, a while. What is it about him? Like the number one thing that you had mentioned to us. Well, I'd have to say John carries no ego with him. And I think anybody that knows him could agree to that. Um, he's just very self level headed and, and he does not micromanage, but he manages. If, if you do your, if you do your job, you don't have to, he does. There's times him and I don't talk for two to three weeks because he's busy. I'm busy on the other side of the world. Okay. So how does this come across this no ego? It, I mean, how, when you say that you obviously, well, you probably have an image of what it would look like if he had a lot of ego. And so what does that look like to you? And then we can contrast it for the no ego. I'd say if somebody with an ego is forever on you about you know, little nitpicky things, you know, we have the Sylvester way. That's always been a part of our game here. Yep. We build, we trim, we do things the same way just because that's the Sylvester design look that we go for. Right. But in the long term, he doesn't play that he's better than me or anybody else that works for him, be it other employees, be it subcontractors. Okay. You know, distributors, they're all good people to him. You know, he's not, he's not out trying to be the big guy on top of everybody, you know, and want yeah. to control and, and that type of thing. Okay, cool. So no ego. I, I love that. So what might be maybe number two and three? Is there a, a two and three that you can mention that would be sort of qualities that he has that would make him a great boss? We have had systems in place. I, I, I smile. The man bought a Mac computer way back in like 1981 in this big box that would sit on his desk. We've always had systems, 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 everybody, everybody has their, you know, this is what you do, you know, from job costs to scheduling to employee reviews, estimating. We have an estimating system that goes back to 47 years and it just gets fine tuned. <laughs> It gets fine-tuned as we go, and it just makes it easy to work. Everybody's it's really simple for everybody to do their jobs. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about all the production staff that's listening. So I just got to ask this question. Does he break the systems for his own convenience? No, I don't believe so. Okay. Um, it's, all company, it's all company culture. I mean, we all we're all in this together. And if we're not going to do the job properly, we're not going to stay in business. Right. And it doesn't take a lot of preaching from somebody like John or myself or Katie to influence that under the people that work under us. Okay. So I remember um, visiting the office there one time and for some reason I was there over a weekend and we were getting ready for a golf tournament or something. And I helped John stack stock the refrigerator with many, many bottles of uh, brew. And uh, I stood back and took a picture. And I said, now I know why people stay with you so long. The refrigerator is stocked with brew. 
it's always it's always got something in it. Yeah. I, I mean, and it's the same as Aaron said earlier. He cares. He makes a connection to all of his people. He talks about where they're going, what the weekend entails, what's coming up, if they're taking vacation, what that vacation might be. You know, it's personal connection. Cool. So, so just give us a little bit more about, because I know this is true about you guys. Give us a little bit more about the fun atmosphere in the company, because I have walked into companies, man, you can, you can cut the tension with a knife. And, um, you know, like I said, I've been there and I, I've just seen so many different things where you guys enjoy life as well as enjoy building. So can you, can you give us a, a little bit of an idea of how John creates some fun for the company? Well, we've done a number of things over the years from golf tournaments. We used to have an annual until the, uh, the great recession and we kind of dropped right. off of that. Uh, we've gone on bus trips. We've rented a bus, taken the whole company, gone down to the Cabela's sporting goods store, 70 miles South of the, of the office. Uh, gone to NASCAR simulator things out at the Mall of America to bowling together, you name it. It's just different things to keep it not just all about work. Yeah. So one of the things that I really remember, it was Kate's birthday, and I happened to be there. And <laughs> did, do you guys still have like a once-a-month birthday party for everybody that has a birthday? And you know, the Great Recession changed a lot of things. Okay. Uh, just because everybody had to bite the bullet so hard. Yeah. But yep. We, we still, you know, we have a tendency, Kate and I have a tendency to change uh, our scheduling meetings till noon. Okay. That way we get lunch. That way we get lunch provided. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds cool. And John always gets a smile. Noon again today, huh? Okay, then he says. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he gets yeah, a smile I, out of it. It's, yeah, that was one of the, one of the fun things I saw was that you know, it was Kate's birthday and somebody had gone to a lot of trouble to create a gift that resonated with everybody in the company and everybody laughed. I didn't understand all the, you know, background to it and everything, but everybody just had such a great time laughing about, I believe it was a book that had, it was like a binder that had little alcohol samples in it. Yeah. And with, um, I don't know if I should say this out loud with like clients' names by them or something yeah, like that. Per pertaining, yes, pertaining to different clients that we, yes, and yeah. you know, we make fun of that because uh, that's probably another good reason why I'm still here, Kate's still here, is the clientele that comes to our door. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's very, it's very rare that we have somebody that we just cannot get along with. I mean, it's, okay. Yeah, I can't name I can't name five on my hand in 38 years that yeah. you just don't want to go back to. Yeah, well, that's good because I can name at least five, and it was <laughs> 39 years. <laughs> I only had 12. Years. I can name five easily. <laughs> you know, and and we've often said Kate and I have we have Kate and I have weekly meetings, and we're in contact daily. And we've often said the clientele that come through our door is pretty amazing. Yeah. So as we're starting to wrap this up last, last, this is really cool. But my last question is just like, what do you think would be a deal breaker for uh, like a boss or for an employee, for a boss to do? What, what do you kind of put up there as like, wow, this, this would be more than I could take. Now, now I know we're not talking about John here. So we're just talking about right. some boss somewhere. What, what do you think that might be? 
Well, I think there's three things that make it all work for you. And that's people, product, and purpose. You okay. call it the three you know, the PPP program, right? Right. Um, you got to have good people around you. You got to work with good people from employees to clients to subcontractors to distributors. It's all about the people you work with and the product. If you're not doing what you want to do and what you love to do, it's, it's going to make it easy to move on. Yeah. And that's, that's where the purpose comes in. You got to have a purpose that you're here to make everybody and everything, a you know, a success. Wow. Really, really good stuff. Well, Les, I want to thank you so much for being with us. And uh, I, I was just hearing a little bit of what Aaron said in that last, you know, comment that you made, the purpose was there, uh, you know, the, the people mindedness. And so we're seeing a picture here of, uh, of a boss that's about the people and uh, maybe not quite so much about the dollars. That's got to be that, Tim. There's no question about it. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for being with us, Les. And uh, I hope you enjoy the winter in there in Minneapolis. <laughs> hey, it, it was, it was uh, like a 95 humid day here yesterday. And today the wind's out of the northwest. And it's going to be like 78 degrees again. <laughs> oh, man, I wish I was there right nice. now, though. So thank you so much, Les. Take care. Thank you, Les. Take Thank care. Thank you, guys. Yep. Bye-bye. Tim, I, I've, I've learned, um, obviously, I know Georgia. do not know, is it John, the, the other owner? Um, I, I just, you know, as you talk about, I, I thought it was so important things Aaron said about just um, the way George cares about the people. But I think to uh, Les's point about ego, um, when it – a business owner is going to have a certain level of success as the company continues to grow financially, uh, power, so the ego can creep in there um, yeah. in certain cases. And so when you really are, are grounded and still driving an organization in the way they are, uh, it just, it's an incredible lesson to people listening on, um, however they can take stock of things to, to keep that um, what's most important. And Les said that at the end, but I, I think it was a people product process. People product and purpose. Purpose. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So important. It's, it's fantastic. One of the things that I heard in the whole thing was that at least to some degree, what makes a good boss is a little bit dependent on who the people are that are working for him. And so you take somebody like Les, who is in and of himself a very humble person and not very ego driven. And you, if you were to put him in an environment where someone was very ego driven, then it would be very, very difficult for him to be in that environment. Because I do know some other bosses that have really good companies and have had people with them for a long time that are very ego driven and mm -hmm. it seems to work for them. But I think it was a great, uh, a great comment. I just loved the connection that the two of them made. It's about the people, you know, and, uh, and being a people person and it's worth learning how to do that. It's worth putting that kind of emphasis in your life. And Tim, you brought, you asked a question. I almost turned around and started uh, questioning you. Uh, but the the question about um, does John follow the 
process. Yeah, yeah. That to me is everything right yeah. there. Because if what's the strength of a process if it's not followed? It's walking the talk. It's it's everything there. So if you do, and that plays into the ego too. But if you have processes in a company, and then the owner shows up late, you know, or or just blithely, you know, I think the problem is just blithely saying oh we don't need to do that now you know it yes. doesn't you know it's one thing you know to change change something because it really has to be done like we do really have to start this job in a week so we're gonna skip something or we're gonna push yeah. something. but yeah. the idea of just going oh we don't have to do that you know it just doesn't resonate with people and and bosses that do that don't understand that they're they are shooting themselves in the foot uh, so absolutely. you put those processes into place and then you follow them as much as can, is possible for the company. Yeah. And it's not easy to do that. And that's yeah. the thing. So the owner not doing that has a trickle down message. Sure uh, not in this case. So this was a fantastic show. We want to once again, thank Aaron Enfinger and Les Anderson for joining us today. And we always want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. And remember, at The Tim Fowler Show, we're working hard to eliminate it is what it is from your vocabulary. This has been another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.